Welcome to Love, Money, and the Law, where you'll find conversations about everything relationships, marriage, and divorce. I'm your host, Cindy Hyde, and my goal is to bring you new insights and points of view through legal, psychological, financial, and spiritual perspectives. Be sure to check out lovemoneylaw.com for live seminars, free videos, and products related to many of the topics we'll discuss. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Love, Money, and the Law. The subject is what happens when a spouse dies without a will. My guests today are Clea Pastore and Trust Wills and Estates Attorney Shinasa Abureke. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So Clea, tell us a little bit about your story. I know that we start with the, the unthinkable happened to you. Mm-hmm. You were married about 14 years and you have a yeah. child. Mm-hmm. and your husband passed suddenly and unexpectedly. And shortly after that, you discovered that there was no will. Could you fill us in on the details? Yes, life was pretty good. We've been married for more than 13 years. The year has just started. And one morning I wake up early, like I always do, to go to work. And here he is on the couch without life. Shock, shock, unbelievable. And uh, from there, everything goes, goes down here. We realize he has no will. We realize he hasn't settled anything for my daughter and I. And uh, since then, we are struggling with money, with the law, with the creditor, with everybody. Tell us what you did first. I mean, what was your first reaction other than shock? Obviously, yeah. Uh, imagine, but what what did you do? I mean, what did you do, really? What what the was the first sequence? reaction? What that happened? Yeah. I went to the bank, asked how much was on the bank account, and retrieved the cash. Because at that moment, I was in stage of panic, and I thought that maybe they're going to block the bank account, and I will have access to no money at all. Right. So I removed that cash, and after I realized, no, it's also my bank account. So I went and put it back. Right. Because I saw the payment are coming, mm-hmm. and there was will be no money on the account. So that was my first reaction, to tell you the truth. And then, and then what happened next? I start to go to all the paperwork that I could find in the house to try to understand what was going on in his life, business-wise, and stuff like that. Was I included in anything? Excluded? And I start to make files. Mm-hmm. My kitchen table was full of piles of paper, mm-hmm. and I was very methodic in putting every piece of paper I could find to make sense of what was going on. Were you in charge of any of paying any of the financial accounts while you were married, or is that something that he handled primarily? That's what he was doing, yes. He, he was handling everything because he was the prime um, money maker. Right. Me, I had the second job, mm-hmm. and he was an American born here and so he knew better than me mm-hmm. and I was not very worried about it. So at what point did you contact an attorney to help? The day of his funeral. 
when I realized that that was really happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, by luck in the family, uh, somebody was a probate attorney. And so at the funeral, I told him that I will need his help. And then things started to unravel yes, uh, about yes, your story. Yes. Now, tell us first about your home, because you have a home. Yes. And uh, the financial accounts that you had available, uh, it's my understanding that it's been a challenge to manage the, the cash flow until mm -hmm. you get through probate. So I'd like to, to ask, you know, Shanasa at this point, you know, what typically, um, you know, what is the sequence of events after someone passes, someone first calls you at your office, what, what do you do next? Right. So the good news is in the state of Texas, you have four years to admit an estate into probate. So typically people will call us sometimes even the day after someone passes and, mm -hmm. and they're in a panic. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. There's all this property and I'm not even sure I know if, if I know everything. Mm -hmm. And we typically at that stage tell them to relax, have your time to mourn, you plan the funeral, and then once that is settled, we can handle everything. Mm -hmm. Another good thing is in the state of Texas, the Texas Estates Code makes a lot of provisions for intestacy. For instance, when someone dies with a will, it is testate. When someone dies without a will, it is intestate. Mm -hmm. And also the Texas Estates Code uh, very narrowly defines property, it characterizes them based on the nature of the property. So the first thing you would need to know, or I would need to know as an attorney concerning any property, is it community property or is it separate property? Why don't we define that for someone who might not be familiar with the, two, with the differences? Community property would be anything that's purchased after marriage, mm -hmm. and separate property would be something that is brought to the marriage before, before marriage. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's very important because, go ahead. Right, uh, because the property is under the law because it's characterized differently, will then be devised differently. And there are many different scenarios, um, whether you are single, whether you are, in your instance, you're married with a child. Mm -hmm. So, um, as she rightfully stated, in addition, separate property is also uh, gifts and inheritance. So even if you were given a gift or you inherited something while you were married, it is characterized as separate property. So part of the exercise in probate, if someone dies intestate, is to sort through what's community and what's separate, right? Correct. Okay. So what happened next then in your situation after you contacted your attorney? The first thing he said, like you, relax. Right. He said, first we get probated and after everything comes out. Right. And after there is a law that will define what's gonna happen. Right. And so you have to have faith right. in, in the law, basically. I want to talk about for a minute, though, what happens during this period from death and, and probate and then financially, because a lot of people might not have access to mm -hmm. funds or they mm -hmm. might have no money at all. So it's really a, a potential problem with respect to how do you eat? How do you pay your bills mm -hmm. uh, totally. in that period? So are there any remedies? legally for that type of situation, Shanasa, or not? So typically in between the time you have contacted your attorney and the time you go to court, you as a, particularly as a spouse, 
should have access to all community property. And so community property, as we stated before, um, property acquired during the marriage, and that can include a home, a car, bank accounts, those things. So you should be fine. You should be settled. There shouldn't be any complications there. You had a particular issue, though, with your vehicle. It was his truck. Yeah. And, and I'd like you to just tell us what happened because uh, I think that's also an important issue for mm -hmm. someone to be aware of that, that the potential pitfalls uh, that can happen if you die without a will or these things aren't anticipated perhaps mm -hmm. in advance. So tell us I what happened with the had a very bad surprise. He had a truck. The bank started to send me statement telling me that there is a lien on the truck and I had two choices. Surrender truck voluntarily, voluntarily or pay the lien. Mm -hmm. And I was not very concerned about it because in my mind I was paying the bills every month. Right. Right. So I was waiting for probate and probably sell the truck after and maybe make a little profit. And uh, last weekend, Saturday morning, the neighbor calls me and said, I saw the truck leaving on the tow. And so I start calling all the tow company in Houston and said, no, we don't have the truck. We don't have wow. the truck. So I called the police and say my vehicle has been stolen. And the lady said, was that your vehicle? I said, no, it was my husband. So she said, call that number. I called and they said, it's a report. The important issue, I think, for, uh, for everyone to be aware of is that these sorts of things can potentially happen. Yes. And whether it's, um, uh, we're, we're involved a mortgage on a home or uh, a car, and even if it's community property, you may need you may need both a family law attorney and uh, a trust wills and estates lawyer to jump in mm -hmm. to assist. But again, you're talking about attorney's fees. And on a practical level, there are some that might not have access to funds to be able to do that. Right, you defend yourself. Yeah. So the purpose of Love Money in the Law, one of, one of the things that uh, we're doing is raising awareness of issues that can potentially happen. So you can speak with an attorney in your state about what your issues are right. and, and what the probate codes say in your state. So now you also have a daughter. Mm -hmm. And how does a child affect the distribution of property in a state like Texas, for example? What changes the scenario? Now, just to back up a little bit, you have a home, you, ha you had a truck, mm -hmm. you have another car, I know, mm -hmm. but you had, you had another vehicle. Um, and Apparently, your husband had an interest in uh, a property from his family. Mm -hmm. Right. So, when when a child is involved, that changes the formula a right. little bit. Okay. Right. So, so, can you talk to us about that? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, there were a lot of uh, different topics and a lot of different properties. First, I'll answer the overarching question: If there's a child, then what? In the state of Texas. Mm -hmm one-third of the property or one-third of the interest, assuming it is real property, so like a house or a ranch mm -hmm. or a fixture, one-third would go to you in a life estate, and then the remainder would go to your daughter. So that answers the overarching question. Let me ask a question, though. In, in, a, in a case like Clea's, if the, um, if the lien agreement was had specifically addressed 
uh, death, mm. and there were there was a specific provision in there that said this would trigger a default, right? And there was no other remedy for that. And it, would that override the presumption of community property? Unfortunately, it would, uh, just because contract law will typically override intestacy issues. Right. That's a very important point right. to make too. And again, these are these are all things for lawyers to sort out because uh, you know, unless unless you do this sort of law and and it's a specialty area, how would you know? Right. And that's the other reason for contacting someone immediately if your spouse dies intestate, or even if they die with a will, you're going to need legal assistance also. Right. So, what other children's issues might be important to consider in the event someone dies without a will? Okay, so um, one minor issue is if there were multiple children, both natural parents of the decedent and the surviving spouse. In that case, everything is split evenly between all of the children. More complicated issue is if there are children that are not natural children of both the decedent and the surviving spouse. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if there was a child that was a natural um, child of the decedent, but was not a natural child of the surviving spouse, then property will be divided totally differently. For instance, in that case, then with the question of whether it's community and whether it's separate really, really matters drastically as well as whether it is real and whether it is personal property. Because in the instance of separate property, you would end up splitting it in half. It would go half to you and then half to the natural child mm -hmm. of um, the decedent. So it gets, a, it gets a little muddled. And of course, if there are multiple children that are natural children of the decedent, but then would not be your natural children, then they would be dividing their half mm -hmm equally amongst themselves. And how is that all sorted out in probate? Right, that is sorted out in probate. Okay. The estates code gives different provisions for what happens if the child is this, what happens if there are multiple children, what happens if it's community mm -hmm. property, mm -hmm. what happens if it's separate, etc. So Okay. For anyone that might not be familiar with the term probate, yes. can you just give us a quick definition of what that means? Yeah, sure. So mm -hmm. Uh, the best definition of probate that I can give is how your estate is settled after death. So how your property, let's say how your property is settled after death. So your home, your car, your business, your jewelry, etc. Who gets what? Mm -hmm. Okay, that brings up another uh, category and that's business because your husband also had an interest in two businesses. In two businesses, all right. And because he passed without a will, now you have the issue of how do we sort the stock out, mm -hmm. right? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience in that scenario? First of all, they have to uh, evaluate the company to find mm -hmm. the value of the shares, mm -hmm. which is not very easy and you can go different ways and uh, and after they are waiting for probate also because they want to buy the share but they don't know from whom oh. or to whom okay to whom 
right. basically. So do they buy from my for my daughter, for me, for for whom? And so they are waiting for all that to be defined by the law oh. to make a move. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So in this scenario, my guess is the business and the stock is community property because this was acquired during your marriage. One of the business, yes. The other one was started before mm -hmm. we were married. But meanwhile, the, the, the business has progressed a lot okay. and he acquired a little bit more as we were married. All right. So we'll start with the easy one and then we'll go to the, <laughs> yeah. the more complicated one. The easy one is the business that was started during your marriage. Mm -hmm. That is characterized as community property. So that business or whatever percentage of the business your yes. husband owned, now you own. Mm -hmm. Now we'll go into the business that was started before your marriage, but after you got married, it continued mm -hmm. to flourish. Mm -hmm. And stock prices went up, etc. That case, the law would characterize it as mixed because it's a mix of both separate and community. So then the judge at the judge's discretion will decide what portion is considered separate or what portion is considered community. The good news is businesses or any sort of assets that are characterized as mixed generally are treated as community property. So even in that instance, more than likely, again, whatever percentage your husband owned, now you own. Once everything is admitted into probate and everything is settled, there is a grace period that you wait and then everything is yours. Um, you or, or whoever is named as the administrator of the estate, the administrator is just somebody that is responsible for making sure that everything goes in its rightful place or to its rightful owner. And then from there, once everyone gets their property, it's, uh, it's fair game. If you decide you want to sell, you decide you want to continue to have an interest in the businesses, you can. The administrator of the estate, who is appointed to do that? How is that decided, in other words? Okay, so the, uh, the court will decide who the administrator is. And an administrator can be, a, a lot of the time, is a surviving spouse or is a child of the decedent. Um, and again, in cases where there is a will, there would be a named administrator. Uh, an administrator could be a third party. It could be an entity. It could be a bank or um, a creditor's union. So those are, those are the different examples. Again, I want to just emphasize the importance of having a will. Right. Yeah. So the fastest processes are definitely the ones where, A, there's a will, and secondly, it's very detailed. Every single piece of property is accounted for. Every single interest is accounted for. Those are the easiest. If we're talking about intestacy, the easiest ones are the standard nuclear family husband and wife, and one natural child. Or, um, or even if there are multiple children, they are all the natural children of both the decedent and the surviving spouse. Mm -hmm. And also if they're adopted children, because ad under the law, adopted children are treated like natural children. Right. So um, th those are the easiest ones. Right. The hardest ones are either when we have wills that are not very detailed, or wills where, um, that are drafted, but then children are born 
after the will was drafted and a lot of property is accrued, there is conflict. Um, decedent said, you know what? I don't think I want this person to have this portion. There's a divorce, etc., And that all these different events happened, mm -hmm. but the will was, was never updated. Mm -hmm. So in other words, like there was never a codicil file. So a codicil is essentially an amendment mm -hmm. to an original will, um, accounting for life when it happens. So those are the most complicated ones. When it comes to intestacy, of course, there are a lot of different complications that come with just not having a will because you can't read the decedent's mind and you can't talk to the decedent. Right. So a lot of very similar scenarios where multiple marriages, multiple children um, from these different marriages mm -hmm. um, and a lot of property that is accrued. And, and also when you are unsure of the decedent's interest in particular mm -hmm. properties, um, if there's a lot of debt and creditors um, get wind of the decedent's passing and are demanding things, that can also mm -hmm. cause another array of issues. Shanas, you've raised some excellent, excellent issues for those to think about. And really, one of the most loving things you can do for your family is to prepare for something that, you know, an unexpected passing. Clea, is there anything you'd like to add uh, that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with? Yes, an advice I would like to give to people in my situation. Mm -hmm. Do not ignore the letters that you receive. Read them, and if you have a, a shadow of a doubt about the significance of that letter, call. Make sure you talk to a human being, because it will be uh, in the record. Yes. And don't ignore and assume anything. I have also a question, if I might. Sure. Does yeah. the age of the child uh, will make a difference in the way everything is going and the judgment, etc. So typically, yes, a, a court will take into account if uh, this, this decedent passed with a minor child. Mm -hmm. um, most probate attorneys would suggest setting up a trust for the child. For instance, if the child if the decedent passes and the the child is essentially given, let's say, ten million dollars in assets and the child is 10. Uh, that's a lot of money for a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. So they would typically suggest setting up a trust and putting that child's property interest inside of the trust. And then the court will designate a trustee. And there will be um, terms drafted for the trust. And it might say something like, a certain amount of money in the trust will go to this child's college fund the child will get, let's say, $100 a month in allowance until he or she turns 18. And then once he or she turns 18, um, they'll get more allowance. And when he or she turns 25, they will then be solely um, responsible or, or the sole custodians of, of their property interests and can do whatever they want with it. So that, that's just an example. All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. I really appreciate you sharing your story. And to you, Shanasa, for all the wonderful insights you've offered and the issues for everyone to be aware of and the cautions that we can appreciate for passing without a will. That's all for now. I'm Cindy Hyde for Love, Money, and the Law. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Love, Money, and the Law. 
be sure to subscribe to receive a note about the next topic. When you subscribe, it helps support this effort to bring you independent insights into topics that matter in your family and beyond. Thank you.